Ooh, this is AOK Radio, your go-to place for a little escape. Inner child, current child, adults, come on down for an easy listen. This is I Escape signing on. Whoever and wherever you are, welcome. The escape begins right now. Hey, what's up? So real quick, before the real episode actually begins, I just wanted to throw this quick little snippet in because I goofed. Um, in this episode, I'm going to make some brief mentions about the Nexus and how I think that was a nod to what was shown in the trailer, but that was mainly because I was so just dumbstruck by the trailer itself, and I forgot a lot about it already because I was so fixated on just the fact that Liara was in the cutscene, or the trailer, I mean, that I missed a lot of the finer details, so... Yeah, it's I after watching the trailer again live later on in the episode, do I then realize, oh, that's not the Nexus at all. I mean, it's clearly in the Milky Way and they show like the Andromeda Galaxy in the distance at the beginning of the episode at the beginning of the trailer, but that's pretty much the only nod to Andromeda that they do. Um unless there was some um Andromeda nods in the kind of like background dialogue that happens as they're going to the as they're kind of making their way through the galaxy to where Liara goes but I didn't catch up on it it's kind of sound like it was just stuff through the OG trilogy but yeah I just wanted to let you guys know that (laughs) I goofed but fortunately I don't really talk about the Nexus theorize the theory uh too much I just bring it up here and there but I officially believe that it's not the Nexus at all it's just the Citadel. It's just the remains of the Citadel. I thought it was the Citadel. I thought it was the Nexus because it only had the two uh, wings on it. But then I realized if what we see are just a bunch of remains of what was once the full intact Citadel, it stands to reason, okay, that's going to be the Citadel there with just the two um, wings out of the four left. So but I thought that was pretty cool either way. Now that I actually remembered everything watching it live, it all makes sense now. <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that out there real quick because, yowza, I was off. But yeah, enjoy the episode. Um, I think the rest of it is still pretty awesome. And I look forward to hearing what you all think too. And I want to revisit this too with other people in the future. So stay tuned for that. So without further ado, booyah, here we go. What's up? AOK Radio tuning in. So funny thing was, I did have an episode planned of what each ending meant for the future after Mass Effect 3. But it looks like this new game chose a canon one. So whoa, we're gonna be talking about that for this episode. Just breaking down the trailer and just kind of getting a bunch of thoughts of mine out there of what I think is going to be what could happen in this new game. Uh, What I would like to see, the things that are probable and just maybe just ridiculous, but just getting all that stuff out there. And yeah, I'm still going to be talking about that episode too, where I just discuss what all the other endings could mean, because who knows what this new game could really bring. So let's jump in. Most of y'all, I'm sure, still remember the good old days when 
after certain Marvel movies finished, you would get that final beautiful sentence on the screen that gave me, and I'm hoping you too, goosebumps every time. After Spider-Man Homecoming, for instance, Spider-Man will return, and Doctor Strange will return. Guardians of the Galaxy will return, of course, in their respective movies. When at the end of that new trailer, after the the humongous, glorious, mwah, delicious reveal of Liara, and then ending with the Mass Effect logo and the bold, crimson, beautiful words, will return. By the way, duh. But it was the cherry on top. Just that nice, reassuring, reassuring hug from Bioware saying, yeah, baby, we're back. You didn't forget about us, did you? <laughs> Sorry about Anthem and Andromeda. Good potential, but we kind of dropped the ball on that. We're sorry. We're, we're, here's us making up for it. <laughs> By the way, I love Andromeda and Anthem. I think they're, uh, I think the stories and everything were cool, but they 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 kind of dropped the ball with those games. But anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> um, so Josh, aka Star Wars New Horizons himself, actually pointed out to me that there is a dead Reaper. In the background, too, as Liara is traversing that icy mountain in the trailer. And I missed that the first time and the second time for some odd reason. Uh, and, and a little bit towards the end of this episode, I'm going to rewatch it live and actually commentate as it progresses here. So that way I'm definitely not going to miss anything. And... Currently here, I'm going to be talking about what I remember from the trailer, what I think I saw in the trailer, and then confirm it afterwards. So, yeah, I'm going to com commentate on general as it progresses here. But first, I do want to discuss my overall thoughts of this trailer currently and what it means for the next Mass Effect game as an emphasis. And honestly, now it even makes more sense that the OG trilogy is getting remastered at this point and just releasing in a few months. I'm so excited. Originally, I was actually going to uh, go through the trilogy run on my PlayStation 3, but now I'm like, oh, I, 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 got, I gotta wait because when I get that bad boy on the 4 or the 5, it depends because I know I'm going to be getting the 5 eventually, but... I don't know if I'm going to get it when that drops or I'm just going to wait a little bit. It kind of depends on how the overall, it kind of depends if they're not selling like hotcakes anymore. Like if it dies down enough and you can go to Walmart or GameStop and just pick one up, you know, I'm kind of hoping for those days instead of like, oh, yeah, I pre-ordered it like five weeks ago and now it's in, you know, I'm kind of waiting for that to be over with. And for any bugs and stuff to go away, because I never, that's why I never buy consoles when they first come out, because there's always something weird that happens with some of them. I just don't want to be that guy. And usually the price goes down too, so that, that kind of helps also. <laughs> also, shout out to the people who are getting the PS5 uh, disc copy. No, no bad blood to the digital people. Both have their pros and cons, but I'm a physical copy man. I love both. I have both um, digital and physical copy games, but if I have the choice, physical copy all the way. 
But either way, um, regardless of what console I'm going to get it on, um, when I pop that bad boy in, I want it to feel super fresh. So that's why I'm not going to touch the OG trilogy I have on the three and just let it kind of marinate in my system of the feeling of wanting to experience that all over again. So, oh man, it's, it's just going to be so good. <laughs> and with this trailer, going back to that, it pretty much appears and kind of honestly to me confirms that I think it's honestly obvious at this point that we are returning to the Milky Way galaxy, which many of us are very happy about, but also some are sad. Some are sad, including myself. Not completely sad. I'm just like 90% happy. No, 95% happy, 5% bummed. Because there are many, many stories to tell in the Milky Way galaxy still, before and after, and still a bunch of places to explore. But part of me wishes that we do return to Andromeda. I mean, heck, part of me thinks this current game will actually reference Andromeda at the very least because I thought the Nexus, or at least one of the arcs, was shown in the trailer. I could be wrong. That actually might be just the remains or the repaired um, Citadel because the Nexus is kind of designed off of the Citadel, so of course they would look similar. But I don't know. I could be wrong. So we'll be finding that out later on, because I'm stupid and can't tell the difference. <laughs> um, so of course the biggest reveal for me in that trailer was Liara's return. And, oh, you know what? Something I meant to say about Andromeda. I'm trying to think about it right now, because it actually left my head. Ooh, that is not good. Um... Well, either way, I kind of hope Andromeda is referenced to some degree because I think it'd be a wasted, such a huge waste potential, wasted potential if they don't return to that. And you know, just a nod to potential, excuse me, just a nod to Andromeda would be nice because I'd imagine that since we had confirmed that Liara did talk to, um, I think it was Alec Ryder about the Andromeda Initiative, and I think she was gonna do be involved more originally, but then her adventures with Shepard picked up, so she wasn't able to. But I think as the Shadow Broker, she would have found out more about the Andromeda Initiative. And I think that would be a cool nod to that. But, yeah. So, going back to Liara being the reveal, the one of the biggest reveals in that trailer... One of the most beloved characters, hands down, who started, who I, I meant to say, as I stated before, is on a snowy planet, nonchalantly just walks by a dead reaper, just like it's another day, which I think is a small way to say that, hey, so um, we chose the destroy ending for this story, it's, uh, that, that's going to be our canon thing, you know, that's Bioware talking to us, it, it honestly makes me glad because that is my canon ending, so, oh yeah, kudos to me, and whoever else chose control, <laughs> why did I say control, who else chose destroy, excuse me, and uh, did I say control beforehand, or have I been saying destroy, ooh, that's awkward, well, either way, I meant to say destroy, <laughs> if I said control at any other point beforehand, 
And um, in the trailer as well, she uncovers an N7 helmet piece, I believe, from the snow and looks out towards some sort of facility in front of her and smiles as if she, as if this little N7 piece kind of confirms she's on the right path to uncovering something or finding someone, which makes sense because that's clearly an N7 armor piece. I think as part of a helmet, perhaps. Now, to me, Bioware is slowly winning back people in the fandom at this point. But at what cost, though? Because originally, they were not going to have a canon ending, but instead leave it to us. Because it's it's our shepherd at the end of the day. We molded the shepherd to our liking, whether it was Paragon, Renegade, Renegon, Paragade, um, whether you chose control synthesis destroy or even the failure ending and if you chose the failure ending you're a monster (laughs) seriously um it was interesting either way i think all the endings are very interesting and have some crazy good potential though and with this i don't know it, 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 it way back when they talked to us saying that, okay, there's no canon ending. It's whatever ending you chose is your ending. It's canon to your shepherd because you all are shepherd. And after this, shepherd's story was over and the new trilogy would take us out towards Andromeda. Unknowing survivors fleeing from the impending shepherd... <laughs> from the shepherd threat oh my god well i mean yeah possible shepherd threat if he chose the control ending um (laughs) i meant to say reaper threat um well under the guise of to explore what no man has explored before and to have a fresh start in the milky way or no wow i cannot talk (laughs) to have a fresh start that the milky way could not give you there we go But, unfortunately, as much as Andromeda had so much potential, it was not successful. So, yeah. As much as a lot of us wanted it to be, though. But I still liked it. still a pretty fun game. Um, While the trailer... I I feel like they did make a reference to either the Nexus or at least one of the arcs. Because it looked like it. But it could have easily at the same time been... The Citadel, because I'm stupid and can't tell the difference. But to be fair, I, th- I don't know if I said this already. If I did, wow, deja vu. I've recorded this a couple times because I kept having glitches. Um, the Nexus is designed after the Citadel, so it would kind of make sense and kind of would be kind of easy to confuse the two. And to be fair, whatever ending you chose, the Citadel did blow up. So that would make sense that if it was, if it just had the two wings on it, that would make sense because that would kind of indicate that it can't be too far into the future. But at the same time, I know that it would take a massive amount of time to rebuild the Citadel. So, and pretty much everything else because the Rebirth just bodied everything. So, whoo. And overall, showing Liara and a Reaper definitely confirms that we were turning to the Miku Way. But there are may be more connections to Andromeda just to possibly say we haven't forgotten Andromeda and we will return to it just not yet or completely that's my hope I I just hope there is some kind of nod just saying don't worry we didn't void it out of existence because it would be such a major 
it would just be such a loss if they did that. It would uh, such a waste. But that's my hope. I think they. I mean, that's what every that that's kind of like every artist in general. Whether you're a writer, musician, you draw, paint, whatever, you always find the beauty and can find salvage in something that wasn't as successful as you wanted to be unfinished works um things in general that just were incomplete or damaged or whatever something everything you make can be salvaged even if it's not as favorable as something that was more successful whether it's more successful to you or more successful to the fans but that's just my way of thinking i think that throwing away andromeda pretending it doesn't exist would be just a horrible decision and let's see but i do have plenty of episodes talking about this and um other ways they could return to the milky way um see my episodes uh, mass effect hindsight which talks about new adventures to explore in the milky way galaxy um things like anderson with saren um the Ragnar war different things like that two episodes from bringing back andromeda um how andromeda was actually a pretty decent game stuff like that there's plenty of episodes previously in my list that you can check out if you haven't um whether you're new to my podcast or just haven't heard them before so now i'm going to be throwing out every idea or every other idea i should say regardless of probability so Honestly, just for the sake of content. <laughs> See, originally, I thought this game was going to be a prequel because, you know, Liara's on an ice planet, finds an N7 armor piece. The crash site of the Normandy was on the ice pl- was on an ice planet too. But then once I was pointing out that there's a dead reaper, or at least a derelict reaper, hopefully not a derelict. Would that even make sense? No, I don't think it would. Um, being in the background was shown it has to signify that this is in the future, right? So, the other thing, N7 doesn't strictly mean Shepard, though, because he was not the only N7 operative. Heck, um, Anderson was an N7 operative. And he was supposed to be a, a Spectre, if it wasn't for Saren. So, I think it would be extremely... Now, hear me out. I think it would be extremely risky to bring back Shepard. As far as the community goes. Now a lot of fans were ready to start a new adventure since 3's conclusion. Many fans grieved for their shepherds and had moved on. So the possibility of this being in the future after Shepard lived and died a hero, a legend, seems more plausible. Now the N7 plate could be another comrade of Liara. Especially if she continued her rankings as the Shadow Broker which would mean she would continue to grow her connections, and after serving upon the Normandy on top of that, it's safe to say Liara, like the other members in their time, had accumulated a lot more friends and fans. But let's be honest, it probably is Shepard. <laughs> I can't lie. The fact that it's an N7 plate, come on, man. Who else could it be, right? <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not going to be surprised either way, whichever way they grow. Grow? Yeah, which either way they actually that makes sense. Grow in their relationship. Booyah. Nice try, brain. You thought you were gonna mess me up. 
with throwing out a word I wasn't trying to say, but I turned it against you. Uh, I'm stupid. Anyway, <laughs> I'm personally okay with returning to Shepard. Because, like I said, my canon Shepard chose destroy, so he survived three. And while romancing Tally was my most beloved romance, Liara was neck and neck, and I would love to return to that. And it would, I, I gotta admit, we, we gotta address the elephant in the room. It would be a little weird playing a new character who could romance her again, because let's be honest, if Liara is gonna be in the game, which it's clear she is, she's gonna be a main character. And by main character, I mean she's gonna be pretty much heavily involved in the game. And it would be, it, it'd be really weird if she wasn't. Now, granted, they could do like how they did it in Mass Effect 2 where she's there, but she isn't like a part of your squad, but you can interact with her and she's doing her own thing in the background. And then maybe there's like this Shadow Broker DLC type situation where we have this massive DLC with her. They could do something like that. You never know. Personally, I hope that they make it where Liara is heavily involved in the story because, dude, it's Liara. Come on. <laughs> I'm surprised they did what they did with two. Granted, it made sense story-wise, but, dude, let, bring the girl in our squad. We need, we need our girl back. <laughs> now, at the same time, as a fan, we do have to remember Asari lived for a thousand years. Unless they are with another Asari or Krogan, they're going to have other mates in their lifetime. Because obviously since no other race lives to be a thousand years plus, they're going to outlive their other mates. The Asari are going to outlive everyone else. So it, 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 it would make sense if she, if she um, happened to be a romanceable character for whoever we could possibly be, possibly play as next. Now, as the player, like I said, it'll be a little weird if we play as a different character who can romance Liara. But from a story standpoint, it would make sense. And I wouldn't be surprised if they went that direction. Now, I'm not saying that that's what they're probably going to do. I think they're honestly going to go to Shepard and bring him back. And you have the chance to rekindle your romance with her. If you romance her. If not, then maybe the other characters will come back. I don't know. But like I said, it kind of depends on when in the timeline this takes place. For all we know, I think honestly the more probable thing is this takes place after Shepard. But you never know. I think the fact that Liara there, it's it could go either way. It really could. But I think the fact that they showed Liara instead of like um instead of like Grunt or uh, tally people who wouldn't have necessarily lived as long as they are because Grunt was pretty old. If I remember correctly, Grunt was either, I think he was like 800 or something. I don't know if they actually ever can, I don't think they actually ever confirmed his age, but he was not a spry chicken. <laughs> Wait, no, spry? Spring. He wasn't a spring chicken. Liara was only like 150. So I think. But I mean, Liara is kind of the one of the ma one of the big mascots of the game. I mean, who was the first person they showed in the Mass Effect trailer in the remaster? It was her. Who is one of the biggest characters shown on the cover? It was her. So, I mean, 
yeah, <laughs> it makes the most sense to have Liara in that trailer. Now, if they showed Garrus, oh my gosh, dude, that would pretty much confirm, yeah, this is during Shepard's time. But since it's only Liara there, it could go either way. So going down the destroy ending, it is definitely safe to say people will be divided on what to do with the Reaper remains. So we're kind of going in the territory of the possible storyline we could be dealing with um, from this point. Because I pretty much am convinced, I'm about 80% sure that this is going down the control ending route. And it makes sense. They, I, I think it makes sense a lot that they would return to the Milky Way. With what's been happening with the previous games, they have to find a safe point and kind of just do more than just remaster the old games. If they want to continue the series, they had to come back to a safe point and kind of rebuild that relationship. So I, I, I can't fault them at all for returning to the Milky Way Galaxy at all. I'm not mad at all at this. I think it was a smart move, to be honest. One of the smart, one of a couple smart moves they could have done. So, I think with the control ending, imagine the cleanup of this magnitude. It would easily take generations because if you do the control ending or the synthesis ending, you have the Reapers helping you. And the thing was too, if you do the synthesis ending, everything, everyone's like on the same page because everyone's half. Um, synthetic half excuse me half synthetic half organic everyone's pretty much the reapers which i think honestly i think the synthesis ending low key is the indoctrination theory but don't quote me on that i'm just gonna leave that there um but i do honestly think the synthesis ending is actually really cool to be fair um with that it's interesting to think of because with either ending, they have the they have the Reapers and the Husks helping them rebuild. And that alone is enough to say, okay, with these um, big numbers helping them rebuild, yeah, they would have gotten everything rebuilt in no time. Probably in just a couple years. Um, not even decades, just a couple years, I think, because, shoot, that <laughs> the reapers outnumbered everyone as far as forces went so or i guess strength I, I shouldn't i don't know if it was really forces but strength yeah so without that yikes <laughs> um so just the magnitude of that from restoring their worlds to also dealing with all the reaper remains from studies regarding advancement in technology i mean it would be the perfect time, especially if it would um, help rebuild. So I think this would be a really cool moment to uh, actually be included in there. So I think having all these different things would be really cool because I think this would make a lot of sense. You have all these people who want to study the Reapers because now there's all this destruction and having this technology would definitely help with rebuilding and then from that that kind of innocent side of things you have the indoctrinated ones which i feel would be still around because it was a frequency it was a sound wave that over time indoctrinated people i don't think that would necessarily go away 
because it wasn't really, I mean, it was technology that was affecting their minds. But once it got into your mind, it was no longer a technological thing. It was, it was a sound wave, a frequency. So, you know, these are the first level victims. Um, people like, I, I like to think that, oh, what's his name? Oh, shoot. Uh, well, you know, just first level indoctrinated people, people who like Saren, for instance, and the elusive man, they were, I think they were kind of, they were in between. They were like level two um, indoctrinated because they had powers and had, they had more control over the uh, Reaper forces. So, because I think there's, there's, there's just like three levels of the ground troops. There's level one where they're kind of like, unknowing of their indoctrination there's the second one where it's Saren and the elusive man where they're having powers and doing all this other crazy stuff and then there's three where you're just we are just a husk so i think there's definitely still going to be indoctrinated ones around and yikes they could be doing all types of stuff but i mean it's clear it would just be them because obviously the husks were clearly killed off with the Reaper, since they were more technology than people anymore. And then I think there would also be people who would sell pieces of the Reaper tech in the black market, because of course they would. You know, post three, everyone is going to be in desperate and, well, desperate situations. They're going to be in huge desperation and hurting even generations from them. Uh, the, the selling of Reaper tech actually reminds me of a dope tabletop podcast I listened to called Terrible Warriors. They had a great Mass Effect campaign regarding that. I believe it was called Renegade Rising. But I think this will be not too far in the future though. I think it could be just 100 years or so. That way if they decided to go the outside of Shepard's life cycle that would be as far as they needed to go because Shepard was only like a bit, about 30 or so in the series and humans generally live to be about 150, I believe, in this series because of the technological advances. So, which is safe to say because all the Reapers out there, how spread out they were and the sheer number of how many people died during the invasion, and I can't stress this enough, they probably would be cleaning those things up beyond even Liara's lifespan. Although, with the Krogan's newly revised, uh, revitalized sex drive, that could change. <laughs> All those new numbers taken hold? You never know. But, this is just going back and forth, honestly, with different ideas. I, I'm kind of in the Shepherd is still alive um, mind frame. Uh, I don't Plus, I, I really don't think they would continue to be a truce among any, everyone as well, for lack of a better phrase. Um, that, unfortunately, is human nature to have conflict with each other. The for, for many, for reasons A through Z, there's always some reason, right? The after effect of the invasion is going to be a lingering thing, too, for quite some time. So people are going to be all types of crazy everyone's gonna be walling out for many reasons especially while they're rebuilding civilization and oh man thinking about many different things like thinking about the asari how their whole belief system was just 
destroyed after realizing that it was the Protheans who kind of put them on that path. It wasn't the the goddess that they thought, so, or at least it wasn't a sorry god goddess that they thought. So, whoa. So with this, with all, with all these things in mind, from these different standpoints, from people wanting to use the Reaper um, tech to advance. You know, thinking the indoctrination thing isn't a thing anymore because the Reaper tech is destroyed and they can isolate what to use and what not to use because not every piece of Reaper tech would do the indoctrination thing. You know, certain pieces, not every piece. So I think that'd be kind of cool to the the remaining indoctrinated people, to just people, um, criminals just wanting to sell it and all that different stuff. It would tend to be a very dope continuation all considered but is that a worthy story from what all we from what we all experienced though it would be a pretty much a really big cleanup crew game but that's not necessarily a bad thing um i mean that's shepherd in a nutshell he's been cleaning up everyone's problems since mass effect one really and as interesting as that would be especially possibly even getting the closure we wanted to begin with, our crew would be amazing. It would be amazing having th having them all return and having the. Uh, it would just I'm just floored thinking about it. Um. Ooh, I had a I had a <laughs> I had a um I had a I had a brain fart there, so. I don't know. Even with having the reunite or the reunion with our crew and stuff, it still doesn't feel quite big enough for a Mass Effect game. And what I mean by this is something else must be around for it to be truly um the Mass Effect experience. You know, that that big twist that exists within each game that makes us the player feel just a bit smaller in the long scheme of things. But granted, I think the things I mentioned could evenly bridge those gaps. So I think it might not actually be as hard. And who knows, they may even return to the original ending of 3 where there was the unstable uh, dark matter thing that was supposed to be the original ending for 3. They, they could bring that back to some regard. And that would be a really cool thing to implement. Because, I mean, just because they were using it for the ending in 3... Having that kind of foreshadowing in two would still be an okay setup for the next game. And even so, too, it would kind of make sense if the remaining indoctrinated people would try to resurrect the Reapers, trying to contain their uh, tech to enhance themselves or something. But come to think of it, I'm now wondering if that was really the Nexus or Arc I saw in the trailer. Or if it was the remains of the Citadel, I can't, I can't, I gotta keep bringing it up so I don't forget. <laughs> um, so one thing I, I wanted to think about too is I remember Anderson saying into how much maintenance the keepers do on the Citadel and how after Sovereign, after the Sovereign attack, those little boogers helped with the repairs and saved them like years worth of work. And since they were pretty much I mean, let's be honest, they're going to be gone too because, um, if I remember correctly, they were more synthetic too than organic. So, and plus, the, 
the Citadel did kind of blow up, so I don't think anyone... Well, actually, no. I mean, the Citadel blew up, but Shepard survived, so there's no way he survived going down to, to Earth, so he somehow managed to survive on a piece of the Citadel, so that'd be cool. That'd be a really cool thing to to see how he survived that in the new game. But I thought that was a really interesting thing to bring up is the loss of all the things that could have helped them repair all these things. So I'm, I'm, I think this is supporting even more that, yeah, that was the Citadel being repaired and what it currently looks like. So, yeah, either way, I kind of, it's a little bit of a stretch. Either way, whatever direction we go. But at the same time, I, I see whether it's a sequel a few hundred years in the future, that could make sense. Or it could, I mean, it could be matriarchly. I mean, the hood and whatnot kind of, I think, actually kind of symbolizes that. Because don't the matriarchs, if they take on that matriarch role, I mean, technically, the matriarch is just the stage of what they are in, in life. Because... Um, Samara was a matriarch, but she didn't wear a hood. But I think that's part of the thing that Asari can do to kind of signify their uh, in their matriarch uh, stage of life. But then again, I mean, she was on a snow planet, and hoods generally keep your head cool. So yeah, it could have just been a hood for the cold. All right, so now comes the moment I've been personally waiting for is watching that trailer again to just confirm everything all right so let is let's jump into this so I'm gonna have my headphones in so you guys can hear the audio because I don't really want to bother mixing that so first things first it opens up and we see two galaxies two visible galaxies it's clear that I honestly think the first one's the Milky Way, and then we have Andromeda in the background because, or it could be reverse. We'll see. Pressing play now. All right, so we're going down into this galaxy. I think that's Anderson talking. All right. We're going towards the sun. First contact protocol, which is talking about the contact war, I think. All right, let's see here. This is the part of the remains I was thinking about. Scrolling in. Okay. Okay. Let me see. So there were a bunch of remains around that space shuttle. So that would show that, okay, something blew up. <laughs> so I think that kind of confirms that that is the Citadel. The remains of the Citadel. Or is that a mass relay? No, 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 that's the Citadel. Okay. Okay. And there's a lot of people talking. I think just... And we heard the Reaper. And now there's a shuttle going to the planet. 
And there's the dead reaper in the background as Liara goes up the walkway. Not the walkway, the, the mountain. Okay. Yeah, that's the N7 helmet. Wait a minute. There are other people in that shuttle. Hold up, hold up, hold up. There are P. Can I zoom in? Zoom to fill. Oh, dang. Okay. So I'm going to try and... I didn't notice that before. Okay. So I kind of misquoted myself earlier on what was happening in this trailer. So that's her shuttle. And there are three other people there. One's a Slarian. I'm trying to pause it at the right moment here. Boom. Okay. So one's definitely Solarian. I'm going to say the other one is... It kind of looks like a Prothean. It kind of looks like it's Javik. And then the other one, I can't tell. It looks like he's either uh, Grunt. Not Grunt. Uh, Rex or Garrus. It's hard to tell because they both have those huge upper torsos. Okay, so I was wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so she's smiling. Okay. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so now that I looked at that, this is the full analysis that's going to be more accurate than my other one was before. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry y'all had to hear me thinking about, oh, it's the Nexus. Oh, we're in the Andromeda Galaxy. Then we go to the Milky Way. No. <laughs> so, all right. It's clear that that was the Citadel, the remains of the Citadel. It kind of looked like the ma a mask really at first, the way it, it angled itself. But, yeah, that was definitely the citadel and you see all the remains of it um so maybe it hasn't been repaired yet maybe they're kind of just leaving it alone and because looking at the citadel you don't see any lights on you don't see any ships nearby trying to do repairs or nothing you just see all the blown up pieces of it and then just darkness and then we zoom past that and then we see the shuttle that liara um, gets out of, we see the dead reaper, and then we happen to see Liara's not alone on this adventure. But it makes me wonder, who are these other people? Because the only, the only Salarian we know, um, who was a part of the crew is dead, which was Morton. Um, it's possible it could be Kirihi, it may just be another Salarian in general. I don't know. Um, it was really hard to tell who the other characters were. I, I like to think they're characters we know, but wow. Um, so on top of that, I think the only reference to Andromeda is just that zoom out where we see the Milky Way galaxy and then in the distance we see Andromeda. I think that's pretty much it. The only reference that we got and that's okay. It's something. It's a, a kind of a subtle nod. So, yeah, like I said, just drop everything I said about <laughs> about the Nexus. 
Oh man, this is quite an episode. I think this is still a funny episode because you guys can point point fun at the dingus at, at me for <laughs> throwing out some weird things, outlandish assumptions. Of, oh yeah, but wow, I'm I'm really surprised. I guess I was just so focused on Liara that I just wasn't paying attention to everything else. Even though that's like my fifth time watching that trailer now. <laughs> okay. So my final thought on what I just saw with the trailer here and what I think is happening. It's very clear now. And I feel very stupid, but now I feel smarter now. <laughs> it's big brain time. Um, it's very clear that Liara is definitely looking for someone who is who landed on this planet. And I think it's safe to say that it's Shepard. She is looking for Shepard. And the other characters are helping. And I'm going to just go out of the... I'm just going to go out and say that those are probably our crewmates there. Or at least new people that were taken on, too. But, wow. This... I, I'm pretty sure that this new game is going to take place shortly after 3. I think that's going to be my final thoughts on this. This game is going to take place very very shortly after three because she's definitely looking for Shepard I'm like 98% sure <laughs> and that's pretty cool and it kind of makes me wonder now too are they even going to do anything with the Citadel is it just done or are they are they done with it because of what they had experienced over all these years all the attacks on it is it just better for them just to leave it alone because of all the death that the Citadel has kind of been associated with in the recent years? Or is it just so early after uh, 3 that they just haven't had time to rebuild the Citadel? You know, maybe they're focused on rebuilding the the, um, relays because if I remember correctly, since since all the Mass Effect relays were destroyed, Everyone's kind of stuck for a little bit. So, ooh, I'm kind of curious about that. Oh, man, that's... There's a lot to take in, a lot to think about, because the relays were destroyed, if I remember correctly, from whatever ending you chose, because the power output that was needed to transmit the rays pretty much destroyed everything. So, I don't know. Um... I guess it would kind of show why we didn't really see a ship. We just saw them on a shuttle. So, I mean, that would kind of show that they didn't really need to go. That kind of shows me that they didn't really need to go far. But. Wait a minute. Because. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have to go far because the Citadel was transported back to Earth when the final attack on um the final stand on earth was taking place the citadel was transported to earth because that was the whole that was the main area for the reapers that was the first place they attacked so it would make sense they wouldn't be too far but where there's only one place no there's is there a planet that looks like that in our solar system 
Not that I know of. Neptune? No. I mean, Neptune is... Windy, mysterious, and dark. Pluto is... not what? No, yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, you're going to hear that a lot in this episode. I'm... I clear. I just said that he was on the Citadel, and which was on Earth. But that's confusing too now because why are they on another planet if Shepard was on? So this is going back to the point where this trailer just could be misleading. <laughs> They're just showing something cool just to show, hey, we're we're doing something awesome here. Stay tuned. So, but I don't know. I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I threw out a bunch of things out there, but that's my. Con I think that's definitely my thought process that this is definitely them looking for Shepard. Why it took them to a snowy planet, I have no idea. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. I can't really think of any legitimate snowy planet in our solar system that would be close enough for them to go to. Because there's Mercury, Venus. Earth and then Mars, and then the other two, other, the next planets are gas planets, and then there's that. Everything else is too far. I mean, even Mars would be too far out, and obviously Mars isn't a snowy planet. Oh man, I I can't wait to find out more about this. I'm gonna have to watch more videos and just discuss more about this in in the future as we learn more. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was kind of messy kind of all over the place but i just wanted to get my thoughts out there and just kind of just talk about different things that could be that could happen in the game um regardless of how outlandish or just um random things may be but overall i think this was a pretty cool episode even though my thoughts were just <laughs> I want to kick myself now for even thinking that was the Nexus. <laughs> I guess that was me just really wanting Andromeda to be in there, but hey, it's whatever. Um, let me know what you guys think of this trailer. What do you expect to happen in this? Are you pleased with what's going to be happening? Do you think this is the right direction they should go in, or should they try something else? I am happy with what they're doing. I think this is a good way to go, especially if it is them looking for Shepard. But at the same time, I'm very confused because wouldn't he just be on Earth? Or not be on Earth. Wouldn't he just be floating on the Citadel's remains or what? I don't know. I don't know what else could happen. I mean, maybe he got transported somewhere else because of the explosion of the Citadel. Which I don't really get how that could happen. Maybe a maybe a beam, sort of like what happened on Earth, how it got them up to the Citadel happened as a effect. Oh, you know what? Thinking about the beam that was in the synthesis. No, that was a green beam. I don't know. It'd be I don't know. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing how they ex how they explain what's happening with this search party <laughs> but i think i'll leave it at that um let me know your thoughts i would love to hear about it and i would love to discuss it in a in a future episode and i kind of want to do a a reprise 
of this episode, I think I want to bring Star Wars New Horizons in on this for like a part two and kind of just redeem myself because I think I kind of made an idiot of myself for this episode. But I'm I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm happy with that because it's entertainment. It's entertainment. So I can't be mad. <laughs> Even though I'm sure many people were just shaking their head like, what is this dude talking about? Shut up. <laughs> All right, y'all. I am out. Um, until the wind hits us, sells yet again, I will see you all in the next episode. And until then, this is AOK Radio signing out. Ooh, another chapter concludes, baby. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with others. That way, more people can see it, whether it's from you or in their suggestion feed. And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in our next episode. But due to my podcasts being available not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries, to ensure I see your rating, send me a copy of it either via email or preferably on Instagram. With the subject included being either AOK or I believe in monsters, whatever, if possible. So social media like that to my other podcasts like I Believe in Monsters, AOK. And the future one I'll be featured on titled Popcast. The show notes will include the links to that below. Special shout out to David Felician for the excellent track Firestyle used for my AOK and I Believe in Monsters podcast background music. And for Emac for his multiple phenomenal contributions to the I Believe in Monsters series soundtrack like its intro and outro titled Her Love. Other songs by them featured in future episodes will also be displayed in the show notes below. So do be sure to support these artists by checking out the link to their work as well. The intro song for AOK titled We Are The Future was produced by me. If you like a copy of it, let me know. Until next time, later days. <laughs>